This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. I'm said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foam pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome back to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbrough from smalltownhomestead.com, and today is day three of our 30 days of homesteading Q&A, where I've reached out to some of the best bloggers and podcasters in the homesteading space to answer your questions about homesteading. And today we got a great question. Uh, We're just going to jump right into it again, as we usually do. Today's question is... What's the easiest way to get started with fermenting food? I would really like to do it for the health benefits, but it seems a little bit overwhelming to get started because I've never done it. And, um, you know, that's true. There are some great health benefits to uh, fermented foods, and it's very easy to do, as uh, you're going to learn today. Today, answering the question is Janice Fryett. She's co-host of the Sustainable Living Podcast, and uh, she's just got some great information for you. So what do you say, Janice? So what's a great way to get started fermenting foods? Hi, I'm Janice Fryett with the Sustainable Living Podcast. Fermented foods have been eaten by cultures all over the world for millennia. But it's only been recently that science has come to understand its value for providing easily digestible nutrition, building a healthy immune system through probiotics, and even improving our mood and supporting our mental health. These foods only retain their full nutritional value when they're not pasteurized or heated. So while yes, you can sometimes find them raw at your local grocery store, if you want to experience the alive taste and nourishing benefits of fermented foods, you're probably going to have to make them yourself. However, once you experience how easy it is to create these delicious foods, you might be like me and become hopelessly hooked. One of the quickest and easiest ways to get started is by making sauerkraut. You'll need one head of green or purple cabbage, two tablespoons sea salt, two quart-sized large-mouth mason jars, a food processor or knife, and a cup or cylinder that fits inside the jars. Remove and discard the outer leaves of the cabbage until you get to the clean, unblemished leaves underneath. Cut the cabbage in half and core it. Then you'll want to shred the cabbage using your food processor or with your knife. You want to aim for thin strips. Place the cabbage in a large bowl and add the salt. Now with clean hands, mix up the sauerkraut. You can do this with a spoon Or you can coax the juice out more easily by mixing and squeezing with your clean hands. 
Now pack the shredded cabbage into your mason jars. Put the lids on and allow the jars to sit out for an hour until the cabbage wilts. Then smash the cabbage again using the cylinder to release more juices. This is really important because you want to make sure the cabbage is completely immersed in the juice. If the cabbage is exposed to air, mold can develop. So to ensure that that doesn't happen, take some extra cabbage leaves and or plastic wrap and place it on top of your cabbage before putting the lids back on. Now allow the cabbage to ferment on your counter for three days at a normal room temperature of 65 to 75 degrees, after which your sauerkraut should be ready to eat. Now this is a, a point of contention among fermentation bloggers because more recent posts that I've read say that you want to leave your uh, sauerkraut to ferment for seven days to get the full amount of probiotic benefit that you can. I'll let you decide what works for you. Once your sauerkraut's done fermenting, you're going to want to store it in the fridge where it can last for months. When you get the hang of basic fermentation, you may want to experiment, for instance, including caraway seeds or chopped peppers with your cabbage before starting the fermentation process is really a great way to add variety. I encourage you to explore the many websites and blogs online that are devoted to the craft of fermentation. You'll find many wonderful recipes for foods like kimchi, kombucha, and even everyday condiments. I want to thank Harold and the Modern Homesteading Podcast for allowing me to share my love of fermenting foods with you all. I hope you'll all join my co-host Marianne West and I on the Sustainable Living Podcast, where we'll be sharing more tips, tools, and tactics for living a heart-centered life that honors Mother Earth and her inhabitants. Bye for now. That's some great stuff from Janice. Thank you for that. Um, I want to encourage you to go and check out uh, Janice's podcast that she co-hosts, uh, the Sustainable Living Podcast. You can find that at sustainablelivingpodcast.com. I'll put some links in the show notes so you can go check check out her podcast and uh, even connect with her on Facebook or Twitter. And I think she's right. I think uh, starting out with sauerkraut is a great way to do it. I know when I got started, uh, the first time I fermented, I was also a little overwhelmed by it. I wasn't sure how to get started and be safe about it. And I actually purchased a kit off of Amazon, and it just came with like a, a lid that screwed down on a mason jar, and it had an airlock in it, and it had instructions. It came with like the salt and everything, and and it was just a handy little kit. And um, you know, if if uh, it's a little bit intimidating to you to get started, that's a great way. Just purchase a kit. You'll pay a little bit more for it up front, but it'll get you started. It'll get you past that fear, and then the next time you do it, you won't even. You won't even need anything. You'll 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 feel safe about it. You'll feel comfortable doing it, and you'll really be able to uh, partake in the uh, health benefits of fermented foods. If you want to check out the show notes for this episode and find those links, you can go to smalltownhomestead.com backslash ferment. That's smalltownhomestead.com backslash ferment. Check back with us in a couple days. We'll uh, have another question and answer coming to you. Until then, happy homesteading. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. 
There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow.